Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. A lot to get to today. Can't wait. Uh, real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And remember, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. Like I said, got a lot of great headlines to get to. A lot of shocking stuff that I can't wait to get into. But first, uh, I wanted to catch you up. I, I've never had this happen in in its kind of a bizarre situation but I'm going to try to milk it for all it's worth. And my doctor encouraged it. He did. What am I talking about? I had to have a, like a stupid biopsy on my, on my arm. And then, so they basically had to scoop out part. I say scoop, like it's so dramatic. They, they took like a little snippet of skin and they got to test it. And then most likely it's going to be nothing, but they had to do it. And, uh, I have a stitch. (laughs) a stitch not like stitch is it's not even two it's just one and uh so my doctor's like you should go home and be like oh the doctor told me i can't use my arm and he just starts cracking up and i'm like oh yeah you know what i have that old sling that from when i had you know a jacked up shoulder he's all you should use it he's a no no your wife's too smart i'm like yeah yeah, she, I don't know why she's with me. She's too smart, too smart. She'll figure it out very quickly. So it's working on the kids, though. I got to be honest. <laughs> be like, oh, I can't. Daddy's arm. Oh, ah, so sore. It's not. Although I did lean on it, and it's just, it, it is sore. It's just like this one little spot. And uh, so they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, oh, God damn it. I gave myself hiccups. Uh, so, no, it's not that big of a deal. I'll let you know how that turns out. I know you're clamoring at the bit. You're like, what, 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 what? No, no, I'll tell you. I'll let you know. But uh, it it is kind of fun to, to milk it. And uh, I haven't had stitches in a while. So I get to cut those. They're not dissolving, so I get to cut it out. I'm going to have one of my kids do it. Uh, good life lesson. Be like, don't you dare hurt dad. Don't you dare. Do you want ice cream? then you don't hurt dad. <laughs> and I just hiccuped. I'm sorry. Jesus. I'm so professional. So professional. You know what we need to do? Let's just do it. Let's jump into those headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> FYI, a lot of you need to listen up on this one. A psychologist warns it is a major red flag if you relax by enjoying true crime stories. Aha! Gotcha! Aha! I've been, I've been saying this for a long time. There's something twisted about you if you enjoy watching Dateline NBC or even those shows that are just so freaking depressing on television. Like the any of the crime shows. It's like, yeah, I get it. It's sad. I don't need to watch a movie about it. I don't need to watch a show about it. There is something broken you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Psychologist Dr. Uh, Thema Bryant said those who consume violent media may do so for a very specific reason. It might be because the trauma of it all is familiar to them. So, yeah, I guess in a sense, it's kind of you coping with shit or there's something broke in your brain. <laughs> I know a lot of people do it. 
It's one of the most popular formats for podcasting. It is. And I get it. And podcasting is another thing that kind of annoys me, even though I'm in the industry. There's just way too many podcasts out there. And it's funny because I get people all the time asking me, like, you know, give me give me tips on doing a podcast. You're like, what makes you different than everybody else? Uh, That's a good point. (laughs) And I'm like, how many episodes can you do in a week? Maybe one. I don't know. It's like there's it's a lot of a it's a it's a big commitment. Anyway, it's just an oversaturated market right now. And and that kind of frustrates me as somebody that is doing it on a regular basis. I don't need to get into it anymore. But back to the original conversation. Rewind. Yeah. Psychologists are warning that that's a major red flag if if people are watching this on a regular basis. It means that there's some issues going on inside your noggin that you probably need to get looked at. Or, no, actually, no, that's it. You should be going to a, a, a therapist if you watch true crime shows too much. Too much. Now, maybe you listening to this is going to open your eyes and go, damn, I'm addicted to, like, Jeffrey Dahmer and all these other fucked up sh- things, right? And then maybe you're like, I I have a problem. I'm just going to step back and it's, okay, I'm good. Or maybe you're like, I don't have a problem. (sighs) Fuck you, man. There's a lady. So when I saw this article, I'm on Facebook and I'm reading the comments from people. And the amount of people that are like calling this lady, uh, you know, every name in the book and defending why they watch true crime shows. It was hilarious. So I, at least on one of the, on one of the comments, I, the lady's like, I don't have a problem. I just enjoy, you know, the cerebral blah, blah, blah. Like she's trying to act smarter than she was. What is that? The Dunning Kruger effect where you think you're smarter than you are, which we all have. Let's be honest. We all have that in some, uh, you know, some little bit of it or a lot of us. Uh, a lot for some people. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Clearly. But I just, she's like defending herself. And I just wrote, sounds like something a serial killer would say. <laughs> Which brings me to this point. Use that term or that that phrase of, that sounds like something that a serial killer would say. Just start dropping that in at random topics on social media. And don't put a smiley face. Don't put anything with that. Just that's all you write. And imagine the the, the beautiful responses to that. People are going to be just blindsided by that comment. It's a beautiful thing to say because what do you say to that? <laughs> oh, it's going to be a nice day. Can't wait to go get some ice cream. Dot, dot, dot. That sounds like something a serial killer would say. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's hilarious to me. Try it. Let me know how it goes. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com or at Podcast on social media. Now, I tweeted this out, and Michael at Cool on Twitter wrote, I watch true crime stuff and, and know what to watch out for. If my wife is trying to murder me, I listen, Michael, 
You're, I know you're kind of joking, but you're kind of telling the truth, too. I'm right there with you, right? I'm like, mm, this soup tastes funny. It tastes funny. And now I feel funny. Okay? I got 911 on speed dial. Okay? Listen, I'm very aware. I'm going to start writing a journal of, like, um, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be my my wife. It could be like anywhere, like going having lunch with a friend. You're like, oh god, mm. uh, I don't want to get in your van. <laughs> no, come on, so come on, Scott, get in the back of the van. The, why are the windows all blacked out? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you when you get in. By the way, there's a bowl of candy in there. Oh, you got me. <laughs> ah, you got me. <laughs> So I'm right there with you, uh, Michael. It does kind of heighten your uh, awareness of your surroundings. And there are times when you watch those shows because as be having a spouse that watches those, I'm forced to watch those with her because I want to be around my wife. I like her, you know. <laughs> so I'll, I'll watch those with her. But there's times where you're like, shit, I never thought about that. Never never would have thought this situation. It, it's freaky as a parent, too, because you see some of these incidents, incidents where, uh, you know, you know, teenagers are murdered by their friends. And it's like, oh, my God, that's fucking horrific. So it does kind of open your eyes that, like, the world's a lot scarier than sometimes we we really know. And that's, I guess that's something that these shows uh, shine a light on. But that being said, I don't need to see it over and over again. Psychos. CU Sports Girl on Twitter wrote, uh, well, crap, I'm literally binge watching a series called Very Scary People right now. Gacy was first, then Manson, then the NorCal Rapist, and now Aline Wernos? I'm not sure who that is. They would have had a field day with me. <laughs> well, see you, sports girl. You're on a list somewhere, okay? And whoever your significant other is, they need to keep their at least one eye on you, okay? Can't trust her. Can't. <laughs> you can't. Keep a secret diary. <laughs> Did, here's the thing. As somebody that grew up with trauma and like horrific things happened uh, in my childhood to people around me, I just don't understand the appeal of reliving that. So while that doctor is saying maybe something horrible happened to you, maybe it's also that Maybe bad shit hasn't happened to you, and you live in a somewhat of a fantasy world. I, I'm saying that as in I don't, I'm not educated, <laughs> and I'm just throwing out shit. But maybe it's because it's it's foreign to you, and you're like, that's just kind of interesting. Whereas when I look at it, I look at it as like that's that's horrific, and it just reminds me of bad things, and I don't want to relive that. I, I can see both sides of it. Either way, kind of fucked up. It is a fucked up thing that we do as a society. And that that is like one of the the number, I think it's the number one genre on podcasts is like the the murder mystery, the true crime genre. So, hey, if you're into it, let me know why you like it. 
because it is in, I'm, I'm sure everybody's different for a, everybody has a different reason. Obviously I'm looking at it from my perspective and I'm sure there's people that maybe they have gone through trauma and this kind of helps them cope with it. Maybe in a weird twisted way, maybe it does. Let me know to huff uncensored at gmail.com. I'm slightly judging you, but I'm open for suggestions of why you're actually doing it. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to go to bed tonight and, and like sit there and go that fucking see, CU sports girl. She's probably contemplating murdering somebody right now. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> now that being said, Michael, you're in my prayers. You are. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Ah, it's funny. <laughs> this is bizarre. I saw this and I'm like, no, no way. This is a thing. No way this is a thing. Porn stars walked out of a European sex championship declaring it as chaotic and it turned into a horror film. A sex championship. That's bizarre. 20 representatives from about a dozen nations in an undisclosed location in Gothenburg, Sweden were taking part in the tournament. And participants in the championship were going to be assessed across 16 categories in bouts to be held over six, six weeks, but then they were now forced to withdraw. By the way, the skills were in seduction and massage, their profici proficiency in sex acts, the appearance of their sexual organs, how many times they can orgasm, and their artistry and creativity in creating a seductive pose, amongst other things. Oh my God, so bizarre. Bouts were reportedly set to last between 45 minutes to an hour, depending on, you know, the category. Now, here's, here's what's funny. The guy that's organizing it and, and then essentially failed, failed. His name was Dragon Bractic. And all I can think of is his name is Dragon, and then it reminds me of Step Brothers. Hey. You have to call me Dragon. You have to call me Nighthawk. See, here, real quick. Side note. That's a great moment in that movie that is somewhat ruined by the fact that the movie editors had the music up so freaking loud. Hate that crap. But you get an idea. I wish it was a little bit cleaner because it's like, you you got to call me Dragon and then you got to call me Nighthawk. <laughs> That's just awesome. Anyway, the guy's name's Dragon. It's just funny to me. And then like, who decides, who decides that they're going to be called Dragon? Did your parents name you Dragon? Or... Did you nickname yourself Dragon? Because you can't nickname yourself. As much as I want to be called Dragon, which I don't really, but if but if my friends all of a sudden are like, Scott, we're just going to start calling you Dragon from now on because of miscellaneous thing. They're like, okay, that's my fucking nickname. It's kind of a cool nickname, I guess. Hopefully this guy never nicknamed himself because that's so douchey. I told you my nickname when I worked in at Chipotle was gato because 
they tried to say Scott and it sounded like cat. And then my brother happened to be there and he's all, you here's it sounds like you're calling him cat. And then he's all, Oh, you need to call him Gato. His name forever now is, is Gato. So that's what people called me for a while for like two years when I worked at Chipotle is <laughs> Gato. Que pasa? <laughs> it's always weird trying to explain that to new people. Why do you call him cat? <laughs> anyway, back to the sex competition. Uh, it, it, it's wild about all the, the bouts and everything. Female entrants were set to earn themselves right around $880 a day uh, that they stayed in the, in the venue, while men only earned right around $440 a day. Still good, let's be honest. The publications, uh, according, excuse me, uh, apparently the winner was promised just over a million dollars, whoever ended up being the winner. That's a really good payday. This is all American. I converted it to American. It emerged this week that the contestants left the house over claims that Bractic or Dragon had failed to pay them so as of currently for their participation. And one competitor had been allowed to enter the competition without being tested for HIV. It is believed that the organizers' financial issues came about because not enough people were paying to watch the live streams of the event. And part of that was because the cameras weren't operational during the first two days of competition, which obviously hindered people from watching it, and they're not getting paid for it. So it kind of got me thinking about like if it was just audio and then, then my brain started going, uh, you know, what would that sound like? Like a radio play by play. And then, and then it started making me think of, uh, Adam Sandler's old, old bit from one of his, I think it's the, the album. They're all going to laugh at you where the guy goes on the street and he plays. Now I'm going to play you some audio of people either, Lifting weights or having sex. And, and here's, the, here's one of the clips. I'm going to play one of the two tapes for you right now. Okay. You tell me which of the two they're doing, okay? Working out or having sex? Yeah, I got you. All right, I'm pressing the play button now. What do you think? Well, that's people having sex. No, they were doing a military press. <laughs> but, but no, you're that. wrong. Thank you very much for stopping by. Amazing what people will hear when the human ear wants to hear sex. It hears sex. <laughs> if you've never heard the old school Adam Sandler albums, they're hilarious and not what you would think. As my daughter comes down here with a bag of chips, she knows I'm in the middle of this episode. She's like, huh, can I eat some? You can have a little bit. Now, if you want to go swimming, you need to leave me alone so I can do this. You can have a tiny bit. I need to finish the episode. Go eat some. Jeez. Anyway, so it, it's it's wild. And, and there's all this drama surrounding it. So all these people started withdrawing from the competition, which, by the way, check this out. There is an actual Swedish sex federation. And, and they're investigating everything along with the government. I don't know. It's so bizarre. What a bizarre situation. 
And the fact that there's all these porn stars, it's porn stars and OnlyFans, which is just the, the new version of porn stars that were competing in this. So bizarre. So I, I just, ugh. I mean, it's decent money if you actually get paid. But the sounds like this dude, Dragon, didn't want to pay people. I mean, what do you expect from a guy named Dragon? Do you think he's he's up on his books? No, no. He should have had money ready to pay them no matter what, regardless of stream revenue. Idiot. Classic. Listen, if you're going to run a sex competition, just let me know. I'll consult for you. <laughs> oh, weird. United Airlines business class passenger had to be, uh, you know, I guess he wasn't removed, but he was being heavily criticized for watching hardcore porn throughout a long flight. And there's like video or pictures of the guy doing it. And I don't understand why you would do this. The woman said that uh, an unnamed passenger watched porn on and off for most of the flight, despite being asked not to by flight attendants. The flight attendant did tell him, you can't watch that after I complained and showed him these pics and then uh, that, that I took from my seat. So like from her perspective, she could sit there and watch the porn. I'm just saying maybe it wasn't her cup of tea. Maybe she wanted, if anything, ma'am, you should have said, listen, you got any like chicks with dicks or anything like that? No, no. Okay, cool. Okay. No, I'm going to complain. <laughs> he didn't want to change it. <laughs> Do you have any anime porn that you could watch, sir? That's just my cup of tea. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to complain. So I, I've never seen somebody do that i think that that is highly inappropriate especially because although he's in business class but still nobody wants to see that nobody wants to see that unless they're doing it on their own time and it's just creepy that you would sit there and watch it during a flight i don't care if it's a 30 minute flight just wait till you get into some private area and do it then so disgusting. Imagine if a kid walked by. That's, that's, they don't need to be seeing that at a young age. No, no, that's, that guy's messed up for doing it. And, and apparently he didn't really get in trouble for it. And that being said, I don't know what, if, if you could get in trouble for that. I don't, I don't know the rules on that, but apparently he was doing it and he didn't really stop. And I don't get that. Just wait. Go to the bathroom. Rub one out. Come back. <laughs> Come back. Jeez. Ah. Anyway. Oh, and I guess he left the sound on. <laughs> that just makes it worse. So it goes back to that other that sound bite. Like we're too. We're fucking. No, 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 no. They're doing butterfly squats. <laughs> oh my god. Hopefully you weren't listening to that that soundbite, by the way, with the sound on for this episode. People are like, what are you watching? I'm just, I'm listening to a podcast. And apparently they're playing porn. Oh, it's actors. Acting. You're welcome. Anyway, we got more coming your way. But first, bring that big bet energy this summer with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the most trusted name in sports betting. And right now, use promo code MILEHIGH 
to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. So win or lose, they're going to match your first bet up to $250 as long as you use that promo code MILEHIGH. All you got to do is visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions or go ahead and download the Superbook Colorado app in your app store. Enter that promo code MILEHIGH and you're going to get $250 courtesy of Superbook Sports. Now, if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This guy was bizarre. And remember, during the pandemic, this was just a red-hot Netflix series. It came out at the right time. Because I don't know if it would have been as popular if COVID wasn't going on and we weren't all stuck at home watching garbage TV. Joe Exotic said he's officially on the Colorado ballot for president. Yeah, Joe freaking Exotic. You know, this guy. I'm Joe Exotic. I've had some kinky sex. I have tried drugs. I'm broke as shit. I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida. (laughs) It's so awesome. By the way, now I got a few sound bites that I can use. Uh, How about this one? I'm broke as shit. I have tried drugs. Or this one. I've had some kinky sex. (laughs) Anyway, he's he's such an oddball. He vows to fight first to decriminalize marijuana nationally so that uh, people like the ones that he's met in federal prison no longer serve federal time for coming to Colorado and purchasing purchasing legal marijuana from a dispensary, then taking it home to places like Wyoming, Kansas, or anywhere else, which is currently uh, would land you in federal prison or for interstate commerce of trafficking marijuana. I think that's kind of, I get it. I get that that's a platform. I don't think that's as big as a platform as he thinks it is. I, I think that it's just, it's, it's spreading so widely through so many states now that not everybody's like freaking out about like legalizing marijuana. Like remember when marijuana first became legal in Colorado, I mean, people were all for it. Like this needs to spread everywhere. Well, it is spreading everywhere slowly, but surely. So I, that's like his big thing. That's like his big ticket on, on his platform. He also said he would like to allow interest groups to lease Bureau of land management land. So interesting, I guess. I mean, good for you. I, he's not going to win. This is just a publicity stunt to get his name out there. I get it. He's still in prison. I thought he had cancer, and he's, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know. I and, and let's be honest. Everybody knows I'm broke as shit. Plus, I have tried drugs. And who could forget? I've had some kinky sex. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not going to vote for you, Joe. I'm sorry. But I'm sure somebody will. And that's just the way this world works. Oh, I can't move my my computer just froze up. That's interesting. So I have no idea what the next story is. This is real life. I'll just keep hitting buttons until it starts working. Ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Good times. I need a new computer eventually. And I love my Mac. It's a MacBook. But it is old as shit, and it it can't get updated anymore. It's beyond updatable. So I don't know. (laughs) 
what's going to happen. I need to get a GoFundMe for a new computer, but I won't do it. I won't do that. I don't want you guys to pay for it unless you want to. Huh? Huh? <laughs> this is sad. And by the time I'm done with this episode, hopefully there's some good news that comes out of this. Hopefully. But the search and rescue mission was underway uh, just yesterday for a submarine that went missing in the North Atlantic on an expedition to explore the, res- the wreckage of the iconic ship that is the Titanic. Now, people were uh, there. I want to say there's five people that can fit on this this little sub. And people paid right around $250,000 for their spot so they can go on this. Now, According to everything I read, this is only the third trip that this sub has has done. But then the the more you read and and watch videos on this sub and how it's put together, I don't know why anybody would be on it. Now I got this. I want to say this is from CBS, uh, a story that they did before this whole chaos happened. I'll play you the audio and then you tell me. You tell me, would you get on this sub after listening to this? An experimental submersible vessel that has not been approved or certified by any regulatory body and could result in physical injury, disability, emotional trauma, or death. Where do I sign? No. Oh, take your shoes off. That's customary. Okay. Wow. Inside. The sub has about as much room as a minivan. So this is not your grandfather's submersible. <laughs> we only have one button. That's it. It should be like an elevator. You know, it shouldn't take a lot of skill. The Titan is the only five-person sub in the world that can reach Titanic depths, 2.4 miles below the sea. It's also the only one with a toilet, sort of. And yet I couldn't help noticing how many pieces of this sub seemed improvised. We can use these off-the-shelf components. I got these from uh, Camper World. We run the whole thing with this game controller. <laughs> Come on! It looks like a like the old Sony PlayStation controller. That's what they're they were operating it with. I'm sorry. I watched that video and listened to that. Why the fuck would you get on that? We got some of these parts at uh, Camper World. Maybe, you know, Ace Hardware. He doesn't say Ace Hardware, but, you know, could you imagine sitting there? Why would you be comfortable with that? Especially paying $250,000 to go down there. I'm sorry. Sometimes you do have to judge a book by its cover. That's a good moment. Sometimes you got to do that. I'm watching this video and going, no, no. If my son was over 18 years old and he's all, Dad, this I'm going to go on this sub. Here's a you know some footage of what what you can expect that I'll be in. I'll be like, Dude, no, you're not going on that. I'm sorry. No, I forbid you. <laughs> and he'd be like, I'm my own man. I can do it. All right, but if you get lost, that's on you. That's on you. It's really scary. So the vessel submerged on a dive on Sunday morning. Then the crew of the Polar Prince, the ship that ferried the sub uh, submersal, submersal, the submarine, Jesus Christ, I can't speak, and, and re- basically ferried it out there, and, and basically they lost contact with them 
about an hour and 45 minutes into the vessel's dive. Sonar buoys have been deployed in the water in an attempt to listen for the missing sub. They're capable of listening to a depth of 1,300 feet. Now, here's a science guy. I believe this guy is also from CBS discussing what they could be experiencing. The submersible was in mid-dive when they lost communications. So if there was any sort of emergency, they would have probably just dropped their their weights and this buoyancy would have brought them back up to the surface. But of course, with no communications, then it's difficult to locate where they are. It's very unlikely it's somewhere in the water column. It's either on the top or on the bottom. If it's on the bottom, much more difficult to locate it. Don't know what the topology is like, whether it's smooth or it's rough. It could be in humps or hollows. And there's all the other wreckage from the Titanic ground there as well, which will send back signals. So it won't be so much a case of looking for it if it's at the bottom. It'll be a case of listening for it. If it's on the bottom, the next challenge is how do you get them up? You're not going to be able to transfer them onto another vessel at depth. You're going to have to bring the whole submersible up and then take them off. Get some sort of robot vessel down there to attach something to them to help bring it up and then extract them. That's all going to take a lot of time. Yeah, that that's just got to be scary. Last I heard earlier this morning, they're they're estimating that there's roughly just under 48 hours worth of oxygen left in the submarine. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully some good news comes out of this. But I mean, you 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 kind of make there's some parts where that that cut out a little bit and I apologize for that. But basically it's like there if it's on the floor, they're gonna be trying to listen for it and all this shit and it's just the ocean's fucking huge. Who knows what happened? Maybe a fucking megalodon got it. I don't know. Just throwing shit out there. Because who fucking knows? This is what kind of bugs me, though. How do you not have any sort of tracking device on or in that sub? You're charging $250,000 for a submarine ride per person, right? I know you bought some shit at Camper World. You're telling me that you can't invest in a tracking device just in case because it's not tethered. It's not tethered to the ferry or the the ship that that brought you out there. How do you not invest in that just in case? Man, lawsuits out the ass coming coming for this one. Now, I know that they signed documents saying, oh, I'm not going to sue you if I die or my family won't. Bullshit. Fuck you guys. You guys cut some corners and went to Camping World and, and put together your, your hodgepodge submarine that is controlled by a Sony PlayStation controller. What the hell? Hopefully they find these people. Hopefully they're, they're alive and well. But, geez, man, it's not looking good. Not looking good. I, I just, I'd be so furious if, if I knew somebody that got onto that. I'd be like, dude, Kyle, don't get on there. Well, I want to get on there. Shut the fuck up, Kyle! Yeah, Aquafina's right. Shut the fuck up, Kyle! Shut the fuck up, Kyle! <laughs> I know what happens if you 
sign up and pay to get on one of that one of those uh, submarines, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to be saying this. I'm broke as shit. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because it's sad. Most likely these people are dead. And that's a hor- horrific thing to, to wrap your mind around. But when you look at it from the perspective of, guys, when you, when you hear that it's being like put together with, you know, bubble gum and, and duct tape, and a few things from Camping World, and you got a goddamn Sony PlayStation controller controlling it. Yeah, yeah. The writing was on the wall, and I if it, it's one of those things where if it works, people are like, that's so inventive, good for them, so creative. But then when it fails, everybody's like me going, yeah, no shit, it failed. So hopefully, hopefully, they get found, and hopefully they're okay. Uh, just scary, scary stuff. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you could, make sure uh, you go ahead and click on that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Thank you so much for listening. Share it with your friends if you're able. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.